Citizens of the Earth, you will be destroyed. Welcome to Kaiju Carnival, where we explore the worlds of horror, sci-fi, and fantasy. I'm Justin. I'm Jenny. And we're just two dorks that love watching movies, so if that's your thing, you are in the right place. All right, this week we watched a 1972 Italian, I'd say like mystery horror film, The Murder Mansion. Uh, Yeah, like a suspense thriller. It it's, was it was. Su- Surprisingly, not what I thought it was going to be. Right. Because it was in the Giallo section mm-hmm. of Shudder. So I was expecting like a typical Giallo film, which it was not. It was kind of refreshing, though. It was eloquently filmed, in my opinion. All I got to say is there's a lot of Scooby Doo shit going on in this movie. <laughs> and a little bit of clue. <laughs> it was a fun movie to watch. That's how I would describe this. Yeah, I. Had to finish it, although it didn't go in the direction I thought it was going to go, Yeah, which is good, though, because I was like, oh, I actually want to see where this is going. Like, I didn't figure it out early on. I thought I did, but then I uh, was way off. So, so Justin, do you want to tell us a little bit about this film? Give us, a, like, a log line? No, I don't. <laughs> Why? Now it's time for everyone's favorite part of the show, where Jenny sums up the film. Okay, so there's like several different parties of individuals that, or groups of individuals that collide into and, and find themselves in a mansion uh, due to the heavy fog. And also everyone's car crashes. And then uh, it's a little bit of Scooby Doo, like you said, but people get murdered, lots of mystery. But in the end, we find out that it is all about, it's generated by uh, greed, but it all turns bad in the end. That's the best I got. <laughs> Great job as always. <laughs> so let's jump into our top three about this film. What'd you love? What'd you hate? What were you indifferent about? All right. I got to talk about the setting. This mansion, I'm always in awe when you have a giant house. Well, what appears to be a giant house, very old. um, And the way that you're able to use the different rooms with just, I don't know, I get a really kick on like, you know, the detail of all the molding. Because it's not like, I, I just don't think that they went in and like built this building. Like they're using someone's actual house and I'm just like like the way that you light it and the way that you know you uh are using the house in 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 the background it just really enhances a film and really makes you believe what's going on yeah for sure the setting of this I don't think they could have done better it was pretty good the crypt down below. Like, I want to know if houses actually look like that in their basements because I would never live in a place like that. Yeah, because then it's like, 
Oh yeah, grandma. If you ever want to go talk to grandma who passed away thirty years ago, you can go downstairs through the creepy and- tunnel system <laughs> to the crypt. Grab a grab a torch. Yeah. Um, and then go and sit at the the base of the the coffin that she eternally lies in. You know what I mean? Like, dude, I would <laughs> never want a path to dead bodies leading directly underneath my house with just like a door stopping. Like, no, thank you. Well, why would you even need a crypt like that? Is it to protect the remains? So I think there's actually – I could be way off because I'm not like a super history dude. But I think that a lot of places were built with stuff like that. It just – it seemed like this house wasn't like an ancient castle. It seemed like just, you know, a house that was maybe, you know, 100 years old or something like that. Um but it just, dude, I I just couldn't live in a house where I could just have a secret tunnel to a graveyard. Like, I mean, when you're a kid, though, at least the way I grew up, you know, like that would be pretty awesome. Are you shitting me, dude? I'd be terrified. I would if be I was bringing a kid. my friends down there, booby trapping it. Like I don't know, I would be like really uh, enjoying the spooky crypt underneath. But <laughs> if I were, if I, but as an adult. Going in and buying a house like that already has it? No, no, I, I, I couldn't do that. <laughs> Especially if it wasn't your family. I mean, you have to. It's like you have to keep the house in oh, the family. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, you can't just be like, goodbye, grandma, granddad, and all my ancestors because I'm actually selling this house. And yeah, how's that work out? Like, the- if I buy that house, are they like, hey, by the way, like. You can't move the bodies. <laughs> it's like, excuse me? So I just have these, like, strange people living in a crypt underneath my house? Yeah. No, that's a really good point. Got to keep it in the family. Forever and ever. So the first thing that I liked about this film was I really liked how they lit some of the scenes. And it was typically when somebody was in the shadows and they would do that cool, like, where only like their their eyes are lit up, you know that I, whole. I call that the uh, Steven Spielberg. Like, um, he he does that a lot with his films. Oh, does he? Yeah, with like Indiana Jones and. Yeah, yeah. it's it definitely. I I know I've seen it way before Steven Spielberg was doing it though, but it is such like a classic like horror or mystery kind of thing to do, you yeah. know. Um, yeah, I thought they had really good use of lighting throughout this. The cinematography was like, it was good. Don't get me wrong. Um, there's a couple of shots that I really liked. Um, but I feel like all movies that I watch from this time period, like the cinematography is is, is like essentially the same. Yeah, I think I think it's pretty basic because you're you're thinking, you know, back in the day they had film. Yeah, it's not like they could just keep you know rolling. Like everything meant money. Yeah, everything's so. digital now, so you can take all sorts of angles if you want to, and <laughs> get get as creative as you want. You know, exactly. I mean, you can't spend that long because still, time is money when you're mm-hmm. making a film. So, right. No, but um, this is part of my, I think, one of my favorite scenes, though. But I will say though that that one scene where the, uh, um, the oh gosh, what's her, what is her name, Julia's. Aunt or niece. 
All right, I am so lost on names when it comes to this film. <laughs> I know. Because, like, it, dude, it took me probably 20 minutes to figure out who everybody was in relation to everybody. I didn't catch it the first time either. And I felt like I was, like, trying to read Game of Thrones. Because whenever oh, I tried gosh. to read Game of Thrones, oh, my goodness. I was like, I feel like I need a Venn diagram yes. to figure out who the fuck is who. Yeah, you do. <clears throat> I know exactly. what You need a board, like an FBI board. With yeah. Like with, like, yeah, with string stuff. running yeah. in between people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and okay. it's kind of crazy that all these people kind of just end up in the same place. Right. You know? And then... You know, this sorry, this kind of jumps into my number two, but I don't know what their plan was necessarily. I think it was to make Elsa look crazy so she would be institutionalized and then her husband would get her fortune, right? right. But, like, were they counting on these other people to get tied into it? It was all very, like, convenient. Very convenient. That we all, like, oh, they were all stranded at this one house, you know? Well, um, well, I mean, the fog. Yeah. Like, come on. Yeah. How did you know there was – no one knew fog was rolling in, and that is that is basically what brought everybody together. See, what, what I originally thought was, oh, they all died, and they're all, like, dead, and they don't know it yet. Mm. And then what really sold me on that was the car in the graveyard, right? Because mm-hmm. it was like, obviously had been there for a while because the license plate was dusty. Right. And I was like, oh, are they like dead or something, right? Yeah. And then it turns out to just be some like Scooby-Doo <laughs> house on Haunted Hill <laughs> shit at the end, right? Yeah. Like, it was I was kind of surprised that it was that. You know, because it was like straight up like, oh, we're wearing masks and like pulling like tricks just like they would in Scooby-Doo, man. Maybe, but Scooby-Doo came out of that decade. Yeah, I mean, did you see a... It kind of... Maybe we need to look into Scooby-Doo and see, because if you look at, like, Daphne, and uh, they, it, they all kind of look... Well, I mean, they're definitely from the 70s, but... You know what? I think we're changing to a Scooby-Doo-centric podcast, guys. <laughs> so, uh, hey, if you like Scooby-Doo, check us out on Kaiju Carnival where we discuss all things Scoob. Um, no, did, did you ever see um, House on Haunted Hill? Yes. With Vincent Price? Mm-hmm. So, similar concept, right, where like, was somebody's rain, trying to get storm? rid of somebody else. Yeah. So, you know, money's always involved, right? right. Um, so I definitely got those vibes towards the end of this film, but I, I don't know why. It just, it just seems so very convenient, let's say, that everything kind of fell into place. But everything fell into place, and then the husband still kills everyone in the end. And I'm like, doesn't that ruin the entire plan if you actually kill everyone? Yes, because then you have to... Because now the wife's not crazy because there actually are dead people in the house. Oh, yeah. You know what? I didn't even think about that. I think that the director wasn't hoping that it would be talked about on a podcast and we uh, <laughs> analyzed the crap out of his movie and <laughs> unravel <laughs> all the things that they didn't think about. Well, that's – and, you know, it, I am just kind of tearing it apart a little bit, you know, getting into it. But really, like, when it comes to films, you got to have that suspension of belief, you know, yeah. where you're just – got to hit the I believe button 
and just say, okay, but it, let's go with this. Surprisingly, though, like after watching it through, I was, I was, I actually had to finish it, like you were saying. Yeah. Because it was, it, it was very captivating, and I won, I needed to know. Like how this all ended. So it wasn't that it was cheese or anything, but yeah, now that I look back, I'm like, oh yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't make sense. the The plan has has been has fallen apart. The only thing I can think of is maybe he wanted to keep all the money, um, but still, I I think his plan doesn't work if there's like now a ton of dead bodies there. Right. Because Porter, you can explain away. Guy died of a heart attack, right? right. Mm-hmm. Um, but everyone else, that one, you can't explain that. So besides, you know, murder most foul. But I mean, the fact that he put the gun in everyone's hand made it look like every, it was like a shootout, you know? Like they had a good old, you know, like just they had a good standoff down <laughs> yeah. there, you know? Yeah. <laughs> okay, so like my second favorite thing about this film is the beginning with the car chase. Now, I love a good car chase. Yeah. All right. And I, it was a little bit like, I love that little bit of road rage. I mean, against a, I would call it a muscle-ish car versus a motorcycle. Did you hear the horn on that car, though? Yeah. (laughs) I was like, that horn does not match that vehicle. It's Italian. What do you expect? (laughs) It's still a muscle car, though. I know. (laughs) But um, I liked the way that they filmed it. Um, I liked, you know, that the energy and kind of like um like what is what is everyone's problem you know and then the fact that like and then he goes and like s- scoops up this uh hitchhiker and stuff i don't know i just i thought that was very clever for for the beginning of this film yeah the um yeah something else just popped in my head about my point too was they were like oh yeah there was a everyone abandoned the village and there's 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 vampires and my aunt was a witch and I'm just like are they just throwing all sorts of folklore together and there was like she there was like satanic paintings in the house and I was like what the fuck is going on here <laughs> yeah but they convinced me I was like oh well obviously she's a witch and she has lured these people into her home so like they, they did a really good job of like tricking me throughout the film of what was actually going on turns out it's just some Scooby Doo shit and the gang would not be helpful. Or the gang would not benefit from my help because I would never figure it out. <laughs> I would be like Shaggy and Scooby and just be like, it's a good ghost. <laughs> right? <laughs> but, like, even the prosthetics that she was wearing. is good. I was like, what is this, like, it was Mission really good, Impossible yeah. mask? Because I was like, dang, what, she, like, have a 3D printer in the back room, you know, printing out this shit? Yeah. Like, it, it was really, really good. So... I was kind of surprised. I didn't know that they had such good prosthetics back in the day. I mean, it's 72. There was like, you know, it's not like it was the 1930s. Even in the 1930s, right. they had really good prosthetics. If you look at like, the, you know, uh, Frankenstein and stuff like that. Yeah, but essentially it would have to be a mask because yeah. she slipped it on so quickly. Yeah. Right? So that's what I'm saying. Like, it's not like... You know, she's not sitting in a makeup chair for four hours. And, and she could possibly have. Probably to apply it. Yeah. But when you're taking it off, you can just kind of rip it off, rip it off, you know. Yeah. Um, but it looked good. It, it was did. convincing. Which so. leads me to my third point, which was your first point, is I really liked the setting 
of this entire thing, right? So mm-hmm. you got the seemingly nice home to start out with, right? Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, don't go in the cellar. And it's like, oh, it's got this creepy-ass basement. And it's like the room that Porter was in, I would I would just go sleep in the living room if I was them. If I walked up there and that was my room, I'd be like, yeah, I'd just go sleep downstairs. I don't want to sleep with this creepy painting in front of me. But, like, it makes me think, like, how long did they take to set all this up, you know? Yeah. Like, did they find a house with a crypt in the basement already and then just assume those names? But who brought all these creepy paintings into the house? Like, well... I don't think that would have been hard work, but in, in the crypt, the tunnel system, I think that it didn't even have to be part of the house. You could have had, you know, an, another location for all that. Because um, I, I feel like you could No, have... I, I don't mean, like, how they filmed it. Right. I mean their plan in general. Oh, oh, the the movie. Yes. Ah, wink, wink, I got it. Yeah. yeah. I keep going back to... to Point two on this film. Now, so point three, I loved the setting. I thought it was great. It definitely had creepy vibes. Um, Yeah. The basement, I would never go in that basement, dude. Fuck that. I'd be like, it was a rat, and I'd just shut the door. (laughs) If you think about it, if they never went downstairs, like, their plan wouldn't have gone off. Yeah. Man. But, you know, you tell people not to go somewhere, they're going to go. Not me, dude. I open that door. I see that tunnel. I go, nope. <laughs> Close it up. That's because you've seen those other movies. Where I understand like people, horror movie rules. People live in the, down there for 40 years. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so my third one is I I really enjoyed the, the way that this film um, made you follow the story. Yeah. And it tricked you along the way, like pretty convincingly. Um, made you think that it was it was going in one direction and then drops you off at the very last destination. And then it's like, it wasn't quite as good as I thought it could have been, but um, it was still like a fun little journey. And I like movies like that. Yeah, it, uh, it kept me guessing, mm-hmm. you know. So it definitely did its job. It's definitely one of the better, like, kind of mystery films I've seen in a while. Yeah, I would... It's it's pretty it's well done. I yeah. Think. Yeah. All right, horror movie rules. So mine for this one, I got to go with if creepy stuff is happening and you're already out of the creepy house, don't go back to the creepy house. <laughs> Just go, dude. It's fog. Like, I would rather just walk around until dawn than go back into a place where, you know, there's creepy shit going on. Uh, That's what led them to the house, though, was the fact that they lost their vehicles. Yeah, but it's not like – so you remember watching uh, The Old Dark dark House, right? Mm -hmm. That was like a torrential downpour outside. Mm -hmm. So it makes sense that you have to go, like, kind of – Shelter up, cover, yeah, right. But this is just, is fog. Just kind of hang out, just walk around. <laughs> Man, I don't even know. I don't really have like a a lot of rules. 
All right, cinematography. <laughs> what was your favorite shot in this film? I loved... It's a collaboration of a lot of shots, but uh, I absolutely loved all the really close eye scenes mm-hmm. because these people, I don't know what it is about the 70s, or maybe they just picked a bunch of beautiful actors, but they they were they were all gorgeous, and they all had fantastic colored eyes. And I, I think that the 70s makeup style was also very flattering and girly. Uh, and it really, like, the actors were very good at speaking with, like, like with speaking and having, like, uh, you know, the body language just with their eyes. So I thought that was, like, one of my favorite things about this film. Yeah. So for me, my favorite shot of the film was the close to the end when they do the overhead shot of just everyone dead in the living yeah, room. Yeah. And, uh, you know, Elsa standing there with the gun and I'm just like, that's a cool shot, dude. Yeah. Cause everything else, like I said, it was like really well done, uh-huh. but it's also like every film I've seen during that time period, you know? Yeah. I mean, they did do some stuff that was, you know, unique. Uh, but that shot, I just like, that's the shot of the movie right there. I love that shot. Yeah. That poor girl landing in the fireplace. That's a that's a horrible way of dying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a. Well, I mean, she's already shot, but you know, nobody wants to go out like that with so. burnt hair. No, I don't think so. An entirely burnt head. <laughs> yeah. Uh, definitely a co- closed casket on that one. Yes, for sure. Um, all right, kill of the movie. <laughs> this one's kind of tough because I don't feel like this was like your standard horror film. Um, so I don't even know what I would choose for this. Probably, oh, I loved it when the chauffeur walked in and he was like, what do I need to do next? And he just gets shot. (laughs) He just drops him. (laughs) That guy was not expecting that to happen. Yeah, I loved the, um, the lawyer's wife being hung in the, in the cellar. Yeah. And... Like I, the whole like half the movie, I'm convinced that that was what happened to her. And then like how he comes down and like he convinces everybody that that is what happened to her. Um, just everything, the reaction. It was like she died. Yeah. And then <laughs> we find out later she was under the covers because he basically, you know, drugged her up. He just gave her like a tranquilizer. Yeah. Yeah. To like to sleep. So um, I I thought that that was kind of cool. It kind of. I don't know, the meat hook thing. It's kind of like a Texas Chainsaw Massacre thing. But, um, yeah, just a body hanging. Because she wasn't hung. She was yeah. hung by a hook, right? So Yeah, there's something about hanging someone from, someone from a hook that is just disturbing to me. Yeah, because they're using bones to keep you up. Yeah, I think it's just the thought of, like, just kind of hanging there by that single point. Yeah. And how much that must hurt if you're still alive. I couldn't imagine. Who was your favorite character in this film? I loved Elsa. Okay. Yeah. I thought that um, I loved, like, we got the background story, and she was kind of the one character that we actually saw, get got to see her story, because it yeah. was all really about her. And we had to, we, we get to see, like, this, this journey of, like, her being younger and how she felt about her father, about how she felt about her husband to be. 
and then you know it was it this whole movie was really about her and then in the end she ends up shooting her supposedly she thinks it's a, her dad yeah but ends up being her husband well i think at that point she had had like a mental break and she just but i don't know let if it like rip. so at first i was like oh she thinks it's her dad and she's killing killing her dad and i was like well is it because she thinks he's a ghost or did she have some anger issues with her dad even though she loved her dad very much you know what i mean it was it made me like start thinking about stuff see i was sensing some like weird dad stuff going on with her like she had like a lot of resentment she or did. something going on like it, there was something deeper than we really got into in this film with mm-hmm. how much she you know resented her father yeah it's interesting though how she was essentially hallucinating at the end and just mm-hmm. shot her dad anyways yeah um because it would make sense that she shot her husband because she's like oh he set all this up you know yeah uh, I, I thought it was like a cool little twist though that she was yeah you know, but she was also hallucinating, but. but she was also like she seemed like a well put together person right and then throughout this film she just had a lot of like roller coaster scary shockers that that started rattling her yeah and then in the end she was like completely like rattled and completely just like out of her mind in that moment i don't know if it's one of those that continues you know she needs to be thrown into the 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 psychiatric ward or whatever but um i thought that that was the one person that impressed me in this film uh, I thought all the actors did a really good job in this. Um, probably my two favorite characters, and I'm awful with names, so I'll just go by the motorcycle guy. And Fred. Fred and the girl that he picks up. Laura. Laura, yeah. yes. So I just felt like they – I don't know why they just stood out to me. I just I think I just really liked their characters. They just seemed like good people, to be honest. And like I said, everyone did a great job acting, so it's kind of hard to really like have a favorite in this one for me. So overall, I really enjoyed this film. To me, it's like a pretty good like mystery whodunit. At the end of the film, that's what it is. But up until that point, like, you're like, oh, shit, is there, like, some supernatural stuff going on here? Yeah. So they really do kind of, you know, leave you guessing throughout the film. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's so it's so often now that you watch a film and you figure it out in, like, the first ten minutes. And you're like, damn it. Maybe you do. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think about it? Um I feel the same way. I sometimes if you watch, I mean, you know, we got to watch horror for this channel, but sometimes it's a like going on like the lighter horror with a little bit of like fun little like thrill and suspense. It makes it more interesting of a film. And you're right, it's it's a little bit like a you know, who done it. But there's most of those films well, I shouldn't say most. I haven't seen every film, but a lot of those films are really successful and they're they're really fun to watch. Like, uh, what was that one film? Knives Out? Yeah, those are pretty popular yeah, right Clue now. Clue and things like that. But I mean, Clue in, is, you know. I mean, it's back in the 70s, so I mean, like. We got to do Clue, dude. <laughs> Clue is, like, the greatest whodunit of all time, I feel like. It is. I have played that movie, that game, so many times as a kid. It's crazy. Yeah. Like, that is, a, is that, that's actually one of my favorite games. I don't think I ever actually played it correctly as a kid though i think we just made up the fucking rules as we went along oh like kind of like monopoly 
This is a, that was an excellent movie to watch. So, yeah, lots of fun. Mm-hmm. Thanks for listening this week to Kaiju Carnival. Please check us out on Instagram at Kaiju underscore Carnival to see what we're up to. Also, if you could listen to us on Spotify, that would help us greatly. The podcasting platform that we use, uh, they only track Spotify listens uh, for our monetization. So that would help us out greatly. But if you want to listen on another platform, totally cool. We still love the support. And speaking of support, uh, give us a comment, feedback, let us know how you feel. What you don't like about us, what you love about us. Uh, Ooh, email. don't don't tell me what you don't like about <laughs> me. I can't take it, guys. I can't take the criticism. Our email is kaijucarnivalconnect at gmail.com. All right, we'll see you next week. Bye-bye.